Hello and welcome to Publishers Weekly Insider. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. And one of the most exciting aspects of publishing for outsiders, and I'm sure for insiders as well, is the uh, the world of negotiating and landing book deals. And uh, here to talk with us about some of the big deals of note is our news director, Rachel Deal, who also writes her weekly deals column. Hello, Rachel. So glad you could join us. Hello, Mark. Thanks for having me. So for the outsiders and the insiders, everyone seems to be eager to hear about what books are selling and who acquired them, either gleefully or painfully. And looking at your column <laughs> over the last few weeks, there's some pretty cool and unexpected deals. So um, maybe let's dive in. You want to tell us about some of the big ones? Yeah, um, there's been a lot of activity over the past couple months. And I think Probably without argument, I'd say the biggest deal that's happened uh, recently is the announcement of E.L. James's new standalone novel, Mister. E.L. James, of course, is the author of Fifty Shades of Grey, which is the fastest-selling uh, adult series of all time, and I believe the best-selling adult series of all time, but I'm not sure about the latter. And she didn't move houses. She's staying vintage, you know, the imprint of Knopf, which published uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. So that wasn't a deal about her moving houses or anything. It was really just the announcement that she's writing another book. So um, that's really big news. And that is set to be published on April 16th um, of this year. So uh, and it's another contemporary romance like Fifty Shades of Grey was. The trilogy has sold about 150 million copies worldwide, and this is a th- this is a standalone, the Mister. Do do we know anything about it? Uh, yeah, they gave a little bit of um, a plot synopsis. What Vintage says is it introduces readers to a young aristocratic fellow named Maxim Trevelyan and the mysterious, talented, and beautiful Alessia. Demachi, which I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, and she, the, the young woman has recently arrived in London. So, you know, from that plot description, it sounds somewhat reminiscent, let's say, of Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, it sounds like it's another romance between a sort of powerful, intriguing man and a young woman. So that's what Vintage shared about the plot of the book. And I know publishers don't often or, or rarely give exact numbers as to how much something was bought or sold. Can we right. actually guess what, what this might have gone for? Yeah, I confidently guess it's sold for seven figures. I mean, and look, I don't, um, I'm guessing. I don't have it. I don't have insider information on that. But, you know, and the, the thing about advances is publishers, by and large, keep this information under wraps. Even when they do share it, they usually do so in really vague terms. You know, they, they'll say it's a X-figure deal. You know, it's a six-figure deal. Um, it's a seven-figure deal. Obviously, that can, you know, there's a huge difference between a book that sells for $100,000 or 900000 or, you know, a million versus $9 million. But I think, you know, when you're dealing with really big names, best-selling authors, Those are the kinds of situations where publishers very rarely give advance information, but if it's a big enough name, you know, they're going to be commanding a huge amount of money. And, and, you know, that's, that's one of the things like somebody like an E.L. James, like a Stephen King, even when they're not moving houses, the publishers have to pay huge amounts of money to keep them. The interesting thing I think about those deals is 
There are different things you can do to keep an author at your house, but you're going to pay a lot of money up front, um, you know, to keep those big, big sellers, you know, to keep writing books for you. Sure. Yeah. And I want to talk about the nature of deals and, and all that a little bit later on, but I want to get a little more taste of to what is out there. Uh, one thing that grabbed my attention, I thought it was super cool, is this book by a um, paleobiologist that Hillary Redman acquired at Random House. Yeah, that was an interesting deal. Um, we ran that pretty recently. And um, it's a young paleobiologist, and he's writing a book called Yesterday's World. He's 29 years old. Um, his name is Thomas Halliday, and um, Hillary Redmond preempted it. And basically, they, you know, they were a bit vague in their description of it. And I have to be honest, I'm not up on my paleobiology, so I, I don't know <laughs> how much light I can shed on it. But um, they said that he uses the latest science to examine, and this is their quote, deep time and to reveal extinct worlds from the most recent ice age at the end of the Pleistocene period to the emergence of the early multicellular creatures over 550 million years ago. Basically, as I understand it, paleobiology um, or a paleobiologist is an ex expert on sort of assessing fossils. That's rumored to have sold for high six figures, that book. Um, so it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it does. And of course, Hillary Redman had a big hit last year with Tara Westover's The Educated. Yes. So, you know, another um, high profile editor. And, and, you know, that's that's another thing you're always looking at is, you know, who's who's buying the books. Those kind of things can sometimes be tea leaves, if you will, into the nature of the deal and that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Who's being approached for books and, and who's uh, who's buying the big ones. So what else do you um, have on there? Um, another couple big deals that have happened. Um, there have been a few. I would say one of my picks after the E.L. James deal for one of the biggest deals in the last couple of weeks, Megan Abbott moved houses, um, and she struck a three-book deal with Sally Kim at Putnam. So Megan Abbott, you know, she's been, I guess, gaining a much higher profile, I'd say, after the um, in the last couple of years, she's a, she's known for writing psychological thrillers and um, she's written books like Dare Me. And she also, she recently, well, recently-ish, uh, she was tapped to be a writer on the HBO series The Deuce. And so she's, she, her profile's really kind of risen. And she she's also written, um, she's written just standalone novels to this point. And um, I think, for a while, she's sort of been somebody, you know, and I don't know, you've probably if you're familiar with her work, who, you know, was slowly gaining a bigger readership, but has kind of been beloved by critics for a while. So she, she stuck a three book deal for three standalone novels. They didn't really say what the books are going to be about. So I don't even know if that's been hashed out yet. And, you know, the big news there is that she moved houses in the process. So again, I mean, Putnam won those books after a 12 house auction. So it was, it was fighting it out with a bunch of other publishers. And again, I, I don't have any inside information on what they paid, but I would be surprised if it was less than seven figures. 
so moving moving now, I, I'm also noting that we have quite a few books by politicians or written by those who report on politicians. I mean, this is a trend that we've been seeing this past year, these past three years, actually. And one of the ones I see is Speaker of the House, John Boehner. Yeah, Boehner sold a book. And I think, you know, the, the political thing is obviously something that's not really going to abate. If anything, I think it's going to pick up. The biggest thing is probably going to be, you know, as more and more candidates come forward for the 2020 presidential race, I think we're going to see a lot more people, you know, so look, a lot of people have probably already published their books or signed for books, you know, who might be running or considering a run. It'll be interesting to see if there's more than just a flood of books you know, from Democrats. Right, right. And then we've got uh, Jim Acosta, the White House correspondent for CNN, sold The Enemy of the People to Harper. Of course, Acosta was was, was the reporter who uh, Trump wanted banned from the, the White House. Right. <laughs> so we've got that. So so that's uh, someone who writes on the politicians now writing his own book or what I imagine to be a, a, a book about the, the, the White House. Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, we may see more of stuff like that, too, just because there's been such an, you know, it's been such an unprecedented sort of siege on the media uh, under this president that I think you may continue to see books sort of about the current portrayal of the media, the difficulties the media is facing, that kind of thing. I mean, you know, I think a costume book is part memoir, but also sort of part examination of the state of the media today. So I wanted to pull back a little bit. Just to, just want to ask, have you seen much change in the deals, the, the figures for deals? I mean, every time, you know, whenever you report on something, it's going to be something significant. But for every significant one, I'm sure there's hundreds others out there that are not as significant. Have you seen any changes? It's really hard to get, you know, any sort of hard data thing. In the last three months, you know, advances have gone up 10% or something like that. I mean, that's, that's impossible, really. The reality of the situation is that, and this has been going on for years now, you know, a, a number of things have happened. But, um, you know, as the mid-list has, has shrunk, and, and we've written a lot about this, basically, it's just, there's more competition for a smaller pool of material. So, while certain advances are being propped up, you know, the, at the very top, I think you're you're getting a huge gutting of what used to be sort of mid mid level sums. You know, I, I don't think I don't think there's as much of the you know fifty thousand dollar book deal, seventy five thousand dollar book deal. I mean, I think things have been driven to the polls pretty extremely. Midlist is going the way of the middle class. But just to end on a note, it's always nice to see when someone from the, within the industry kind of does good. And here we have, this was for the week of January 14th, we had an, an editorial assistant who landed six figures for her debut novel. Yeah, we did have that. Um, and, you know, we still see that, I think, somewhat regularly happening in the industry. You know, there are a fair number of, um, you know, people working in the business who, you know, are able to cut decent deals. And yeah, so we had uh, an editorial assistant who sold her book to Sally Kim, uh, the same editor actually we were just talking about. 
who uh, signed Megan Abbott, um, and Emily Newberger is the editorial assistant who sold um, her debut novel, A Tender Thing, and it's uh, it's set in the 1950s, and actually it's um, historical fiction, and was sort of inspired by, I think, one of the first uh, integrated musicals on Broadway, so it sounds kind of interesting, and the author who works at Viking, she actually... Um, She's got a degree in music from NYU, so uh, she's got an, a strong interest in musical theater, it sounds like. Um, so it sounds like an interesting book. It does. set in the 1950s, which is uh, right about the same time as The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, so uh, it's tapping into something right there. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, Rachel, thank you so much for talking with us, and we hope to have you on in a few weeks to um, keep us up to date with some of the uh, newest big hot deals. Thanks for having me, Mark. We've been talking with PW's News Director, Rachel Deal. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to PW Insider on iTunes, and we'll see you next week.